Welcome to another episode of Tell Me About Your Damn Book. I'm your host, Stephen Lomer, and my guest this week is just at the beginning of the grand adventure, depending on when you're watching this. He's a first-time author, so we'll go easy on him this time. Ladies and gentlemen, Lorenzo Petruziello. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks really for having me. Absolutely. I'm going to start with your bio. Yeah. You hold an MBA in global marketing from Suffolk University in Boston. Mm -hmm. Your background includes publicity and marketing for many of public television's popular cooking and travel shows. You live in Massachusetts, focusing on your writing, as you should, mm -hmm. and are a contributor for publications on lifestyle, travels, cocktails, and cooking. Correct. Now that last one, cooking. Yeah. I think we need to expand on that a little bit. I don't think it's fair to just say cooking. You are a foodie. You, you have some serious dishes that you like to share on Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. What are some of your favorites? Tell us about some of your, your favorite dishes to cook. You don't have uh, any signature ones, as I recall. Not really. But you no. do have a lot of favorites. Yeah. Okay. Let's hear uh, about those. Well, you know, I'm Italian, so... I couldn't have guessed that. <laughs> In case you didn't know. Okay. All right. Um, so, Everyone, he's Italian. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> glad to clear that up. So, um, my favorite dish that I keep experimenting with is making uh, carbonara pasta. That's with the eggs and the... Uh, I use bacon and... Um, Romano cheese. Okay. So that's my, I guess you could say that's my signature. Okay. If I had a signature. Do we call that the Lorenzo? Can we call that the Lorenzo? Not yet. Okay. <laughs> All right. We'll give it time. It's coming. That's fine. Pay attention to my Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I'll yeah. keep an eye on that. Thanks. <laughs> so you grew up in Massachusetts. Yeah. Uh, you spent your summers in Italy. Yeah. Uh, when you were growing up. What are some memories that you have of your formative years in Italy? Um, well, first was the culture shock. I mean, you grow. I grew up here both with both cultures, but when I first went there, it was the first time I was in, you know, a place where they only spoke Italian. Mm -hmm. um, things were done differently, and it was a small village. Uh, my grandmother's home. She didn't even have a telephone, and it was really just like, where am I? <laughs> Rustic. Yeah. <laughs> It didn't even look rustic. It was just like, okay, there's no phone. We have to go across the street and use the phone. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah. But you obviously have fun memories. Uh, yeah, I have days. many close friends there because I spent my summers there. So um, I grew up, I say I grew up in different ways there mentally. And then I okay. come back here for school and, uh -huh. you know, so. Okay. Do you have any misadventures you'd like to share? Um, not that I like to share. Okay, fair enough. Okay. We'll keep that as a mystery. <laughs> okay. All right. Fair enough. Very good. Um, was it hard to reassimilate when you came back to the States? Um, yes. But again, I was only gone for three months out of the year. But it took a couple days. Just like when I go there, it takes a couple days for me to get my mind there and the language flowing because mm -hmm. I always screw up a word or a verb or something. Mm -hmm. When I come back, it's like, okay, switch back to English. But <laughs> it wasn't as bad as it going there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Uh, you're the only author in your family. Yeah. How does the rest of your family feel about having an author in their midst? Um, they're kind of, I guess... They're enjoying it too, well, as I am, because like, wow, this is totally new. Like, what's happening here? So, uh, they're pretty excited, actually. 
Yeah. So okay. they're learning as I'm learning. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So. Are they are they bragging to the neighbors? Of course they are. Of course they are. <laughs> Every question, of course they are. <laughs> um, do you have a significant other? No. Okay. Okay. So I'm available, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> he's available. And he's a great cook. Just saying. This is your first novel. Yeah. Uh, what made you decide to write The Love Fool? Um, I was living in Rome at the time. I had moved there temporarily. And I just walked around Rome and discovered all these wonderful places because I, I didn't really know Rome until I lived there. And being in that environment just made me think, oh, let me try to write a book. I have so much time on my hands. Let me take advantage of this and see if I can do it. And that's what made me start writing it. Okay. And um, I went on the romance route. Let's call it romance. <laughs> um, because I was in Rome and it was, it's a romantic city. So uh -huh. that's what triggered like memories and I incorporated some of that stuff. So. Was there any romance as you were writing the romance? Uh, some. Mm, yeah. Nice. Okay. <laughs> uh, who are some of your uh, favorite authors or authors who have influenced you? Um, well, uh, like a lot of people, uh, I, I love Fitzgerald. Mm -hmm. um, Tender is the Night, I think, is one of my favorites, uh, next to Great Gatsby. Mm -hmm. um, and I like reading, uh, well, obviously Hemingway. I mean, those, let's put them aside. <laughs> that's like, those are givens? Yeah. Okay. Um, is it Ian McEwen? Is that his name? Uh -huh. That wrote Atonement? Yes. Which I fell in love with. Uh -huh. So I would say for current, that's the one, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. As a first-time writer, what have you discovered about yourself? Um, that's a great question. Thank you. <laughs> um, well, I discovered that I was able to do it. Mm -hmm. I didn't think I could do it because I, I am self-conscious with writing because when I write something, my grammar is off at this point. Uh, punctuation. No, punctuation is pretty good. Okay. The comma, I have a problem. <laughs> I tend to throw a little too many in there. Okay. But, uh, um, Doesn't make you a bad person. Yeah. yeah. That's what the editor's for, right? Exactly. Yes. Um, but I didn't think I would ever be able to create a book. Like, I never had to write a thesis or anything. So, mm -hmm. like, I was like, I, I went through college, like, oh, I didn't have to do a thesis. <laughs> many exams, many papers, but never like a... So I'm like, I just challenged myself and I was able to do it and I was surprised. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Can I do it again? I don't know. <laughs> of course you can. <laughs> of course you can. I have all the faith in the world in you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, what have your interactions with other authors been like? Um, uh, interesting. <laughs> Could you expand Some on that? Of the, yes. Um, <laughs> Some of them are very, uh, they, they teach you, they, they help you and give you advice and stuff. Some of them are hesitant to do that, which surprised me because huh. I like to help people. So I'm like, oh yeah, do this, do that. And it was interesting, like I encountered a couple that were hesitant on helping. Interesting. Yeah. Do you want to name names? Yeah, but maybe not here. Okay. All right. <laughs> we'll wait till the camera's off. That's fine. No, I don't problem. have any names. <laughs> The names have been changed no to protect the innocent. No comment. No okay. Comment. All right. Okay. Uh, talk me through the stages you went through in putting together your novel. You came up with the concept. Mm -hmm. You wrote the draft. 
added, edited, so forth, so on. Many times, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, like I said, I've never written a book, so I didn't know how to start doing it. So I uh, had the idea in mind. I'm like, okay, I came up with a, a thing that I wanted to happen mm -hmm. in the story. And I, I focused on that. And everything I wrote revolved around that thing. And I had a manuscript, and um, the first draft, let's say. And then um, I had beta readers mm -hmm. go through it, and I asked them to tell me what they didn't like. I didn't want to know what they liked. I wanted to know what they didn't like. Mm -hmm. And if they didn't like something that I felt was important to my story that I wanted to tell, I had to find another way to make it work. Mm -hmm. And then I, I went to three rounds of beta readers. Okay. Yeah. Did you find that the beta readers were commenting on the same things? Or did they find different things among among themselves? Huh. Uh, that's a good question. Well, thank you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a couple of them did comment on the same things in different ways because I changed things. I'm trying to remember as I go back. Um, but a lot of different ones because different people read different things. They look at different they go into it differently. Right. Yeah. That, yeah, that's very yeah. true. And did you find uh, on the whole that the uh, beta readers were providing constructive criticism or did they just pounce on you <laughs> and uh, say this is I terrible? I find it all constructive. <laughs> okay. No, I, I, I told them all, uh, go crazy. I appreciate anything you can say that's awful because I take it as something I can work on. And if you really did not like something, that means I didn't explain it well enough. Okay. That's on me. Okay. Um, of course, if it's something where it's like, oh, well, I, I'm very difficult. Uh, I find it hard to laugh so easily. That's on you. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. <laughs> you know sure. what I mean? But like, sure. Right. I, I honestly appreciate like criticism because I'm like, it helps me get better. Okay. Yeah. And how different would you say the first draft is from the final draft once it went through all those rounds? Very different. Very different? Yeah, because okay. uh, I added a lot more backstory uh -huh. to explain things more. Okay. The timeline's different, like the way things flow. Uh -huh. um, very different in that way, yeah. Okay. Outcome. Outcome was different too. Oh, the outcome was yeah. different. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay, so the beta readers weren't fans of the outcome and they wanted a different one. It wasn't they weren't fans. It was just like, eh, okay. I'm like, no, no, that's not the reaction I wanted. We're going to go back and change that. You need that big forceful ending. Yeah, like... <laughs> Makes perfect sense. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, on your website, thelovefool.com, you offer great resources and ideas for book clubs. What makes The Love Fool a good, a good book club read? Um, because I wrote it with a book club in mind. Oh. Because I wanted to spark uh, discussion. Mm -hmm. um, the story is about uh, how someone uh, reacts or acts in a relationship, mm -hmm. good or bad. And it makes you, hopefully, think about yourself. Was I the jerk? Or <laughs> was I wrong? Right. Or, and then you go back and think. Uh -huh. uh, it's a lot of ref I hope it makes people reflect uh -huh. and talk about that. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you're a hybrid author. Best of both worlds. Do you envy indie authors who have all of that freedom? Or do you envy 
the 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 big pub authors who are who don't have to lift a finger <laughs> have everybody just uh, running around <laughs> doing whatever they want. I know. I envy both of them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I can sit. I guess that's why I'm a hybrid. Yeah, that makes uh, sense. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because I would love to have the full backing, you know, <laughs> sure. but I also would love the freedom. <laughs> so, yeah, a hybrid yeah. A hybrid makes perfect sense. I guess sense it fits right now. Yes, yeah. it seems like a sweet spot for you. Yeah. Okay. But, you know, if a publisher wants to come take me, I'm going to say no. Well, <laughs> we're not crazy. <laughs> Good Lord. A big, big Just contract. Clear. Sure, no, clear. I understand. I understand. I feel the same way. Absolutely. Uh, we first met at an author fair. Um, have, have you done a lot of author fairs? Have they been positive experiences for you? I haven't done any. That was my first one. Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, it was it was interesting. It was fun to meet people that you know are kind of in the same boat as you as far as creating this thing mm -hmm. that you give birth to, and, <laughs> you know, and they've, they've been through the whole process that you have been through. Right. Because right? I don't know anybody else. Like I said, I have no one in the family that's been an author. Right. You said it, but... Um, <laughs> but you agreed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so that it was really fun to meet people. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, what are things you might do differently at, at future author fairs? Uh, probably stay at my station to <laughs> talk to people who are interested in my book because <laughs> I just floated around and talked to everybody. Right, right. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Did you, uh, did you, were there any takeaways from your interactions with authors at, at that fair? Yeah. Um, I actually asked authors um, how, how long they've been doing this, you know, and what do they get, what, what do they get out of coming to the fairs? And I went into the fair thinking just to network and meet people. Mm -hmm. Some of them were there to just sell books mm -hmm. and didn't even want to meet other people. And right. Like, my, I'm, I'm all about networking. So I learned that networking was good and, you know, work helping each other. And some wanted to help and some, you know, were just like, eh. You still don't want to name names? Okay. Fair enough. Let's leave it a mystery so people can ask you. <laughs> what do you mean? We'll leave that in the outtakes. We'll leave I'm like, that I didn't say it. Floor. <laughs> he never said it, folks. He no. never did. <laughs> All right. Well, as you know, we have a gimmick that we are contractually obligated to live up to. Okay. So, Lorenzo Petruziello. Tell me about the damn book. No. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> I don't know how, but I knew that was coming. <laughs> um, so my book is a, a romantic comedy set in Rome. Okay. Um, and it's about a guy who moves to Rome, gets a job with a PR firm. Uh, he's assigned his first client, who is this Scandinavian model chef, um, making it in the Italian TV market. Okay. And um, as he's working the paparazzi and her appearances and stuff he gets an email from an old girlfriend and uh, he relives their whole relationship in his head thinking back to 90s Boston and eventually she comes to visit aha and chaos ensues. <laughs> yeah. does hilarity also ensue yeah because it's a romantic comedy yeah so I, I would hope there would be some hilarity as well I hope so okay <laughs> Okay. I wrote it that way. <laughs> I hope people read it that way. I, I hope so too. Um, what do you hope readers will take away from The Love Fool? Um, I hope that readers um, 
as I was saying before, sit back and think about their relationships and wonder, is it me? <laughs> was it all in my head? Um, that's well. Okay. It's always them. <laughs> if you're asking, was it me? It was you. <laughs> right. so just been my general Is it? experience. I don't know. I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> what What advice would you give to uh, aspiring authors? Um, what advice I would give? Well, so the thing I struggled with the most um, was time finding time to write. Mm -hmm. um, I was fortunate that I took time off, that I was able to take time off at, to work on it. Mm -hmm. um, I work full time now and I find it difficult for my mind to shut off from the business brain sure. um, to the creative brain. Because mm -hmm. you can't, it's on switch. You can't no. just, as you know. <laughs> um, so it's the time. So try to carve out the time. But don't procrastinate. Don't wait and be like, oh, I'll do it next weekend you got to force yourself to do it so that's the biggest advice i give because if you make that time it will come to you okay yeah that makes sense and uh what's what's next for you now that the love fool is out in stores and available yeah. online at thelovefool.com i still can't even believe it <laughs> um, it's amazing but it's true you're <laughs> Your your book is out there. I know it's scary. <laughs> um, I'm try I'm gonna try to write another one, but I don't know if I can do it. We'll see. Okay. Yeah. Um, same genre. Are you no, thinking? I'm gonna explore with a whole different genre. Oh, okay. Uh -huh. Excellent. We will look forward to that. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, we have a segment on the show called Questions from the Great Unwashed. Okay. <laughs> These are social media questions that have been submitted for you. Um, you never know what you're going to get. I'm nervous. <laughs> no reason to be. It's fine. It's fine. Um, I will present them to you. Do what you like with them. <laughs> okay. Okay. Am I required to answer them? No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, you're under no obligation I'm to gonna answer I'm going to try to answer them. as many as I can. Okay. Fair yeah. enough. Um, right out of the gate, Kate from Ohio asks, what's with the cat in the suit holding the fish? Uh, well, just to clarify, that's on the cover of The Love Fool. Yeah. Yes. Um, you'll have to read the book, unfortunately, Kate, to know that. No, uh, unfortunately. <laughs> fortunately, Kate, you'll have I to read the book. I can't tell you. <laughs> uh, but I can tell you it's not a catfish story. <laughs> Which is good. Yeah. That, that's good to know. <laughs> yeah. But there, there is a cat. There is a cat in the story. And there is a fish. There is a fish at some point okay. in the story, yeah. All right, good. Yeah. Something to look forward to yeah. for someone who hasn't read The Love Fool. Yes. That, that's, <laughs> yeah. They can look for but those things. But it's not about a cat. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Maybe yeah. the next one can be. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> The, the cat and the fish. Uh, Snooze Loser says, The Love Fool has flashbacks to the 90s. Yeah. What are some of your favorite things from the 90s? Um, the angst. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there was plenty of that. Yeah. Thank um, you, Nirvana. <laughs> um, I liked... Um, well, we all liked Friends. I want to say the TV show. Sure, um, sure. You know, Good real choice. Reality Bites. <laughs> uh -huh. um, so the movies, the music. I liked the grunge music. Um, okay. That stuff. Okay. My Doc was... Martens. <laughs> Your Doc Martens. Okay. All right. It was also a much more carefree time in the sense that you couldn't be reached 
at any moment, wherever you are. Yeah, no there was, smartphones, that's right. No, there were, there were answering machines. Yeah. You know, primitive technology. And people had to stick to schedules. Yeah, yeah, and you had to give someone directions. It was really a, it was a crazy, kids, it was a crazy time. You don't know, but it was. Yeah, trust me. Some of them had bleach tips. Uh, oh, hair. God. Well, that's not something you miss, is yeah. it? Yeah. No, no. No. I'm just okay. reflecting. Okay. Uh, just remembering. Yeah. No, there was also a lot of flannel, as yeah. I recall. So, And Mystery Science Theater 3000. Was in, the, was in the 90s. Okay. That's my plug. That's <laughs> snoo snooze loser. That's that's what yeah. I liked about the 90s. So yeah. if you're curious. <laughs> and Winona Ryder. <laughs> and Winona Ryder. God love her. Uh, Rhonda Mousy asks, as an author, how do you define success? Um, I can define success for me. Yes. <laughs> I, I believe that's what she's asking. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I thought you meant like as an author. <laughs> Um, so I, I had set out a goal with The Love Fool, and I, my goal was to see my book, if I can get my book on a shelf in a bookstore. Okay. And I achieved it. Um, it's not all over the country, but it can be. It will be. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Give it time. But once I saw that, once I you know, saw it on the shelf in the bookstore, I was like, oh, wow. Wait a minute. That's it? No, that can't be it. I got to do more. <laughs> but that was my success. I mean, my goal for success. Right. Now I don't know what it is. <laughs> so, well, I mean, that success still stands. Mm -hmm. The fact that you got the Love Fool on, on the shelves. Yeah, it's keeping it there and getting people to buy it. Well, right? yeah, well, but it's still there. <laughs> it, hasn't, it hasn't vanished from bookstore no, shelves. No, no, but I'm saying I achieved it. It's there, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. So there's your success. Yeah. I mean, few, um, clearly there'll be future successes. But I hope so. I don't I, know I'm, not, I don't know I'm not, do trying, I'm not trying to define success for you. I'm not no, trying to answer the question. I'm just pointing out that I'm you... I'm trying to find my answer in your question. <laughs> so keep going. <laughs> okay. You found success in publishing The Love Fool, getting it on, yes. on, on shelves in bookstores. Uh -huh. So that can never be taken away. That success. Whatever success is in your future... I mean, and I'm sure there's going to be plenty of it. Nothing will dilute the success that no, you had of not. Yeah. In, in publishing The Love yeah, Fool. Right. Damn it. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't mean to try to minimize that. I was excited. I'm still excited about that. I just don't know what to do next. Okay. Yeah. Well, but there's still tremendous success oh, that yeah, you've yeah, had yeah. with The Love Fool. So, yes. good. Okay. My goodness, Rhonda Mousy, you really started something that here. That was a tough question. That was a tough question. <laughs> Jolene from Brooklyn asks, what's your favorite Italian dish? That's um, a really good question, isn't it? It is a good question, yeah. actually, because uh, it's the uh, Matriciana pasta, which is uh, tomato sauce and, uh, again, the bacon or the guanciale or pancetta, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's my favorite. Do you make that? I do make it, okay. but every time I go to Rome, I have to have it. Oh, yeah. Is is the is the dish you get in Rome different from the dish that you make? Uh, I try to, you know, make it exact. just like Rome. <laughs> so I have to keep going often. That's your, that's the aspiration. Research, right? Sure, sure. Yeah. And I I would guess if you make it just like they do in Rome, there's your success. <laughs> Thank you for helping me to find success. <laughs> really? I'm really hooked on the success thing. <laughs> Am I successful? <laughs> oh, quite. Quite successful. Yes. 
Uh, and Redder the Debtor 13 asks, what's your greatest fear? Uh, book related, I'm assuming, would be... I, I, would, I would guess, since this is an author discussion show. But, I mean, if you don't have any book related fears, you can share whatever. I think being exposed as a fraud. <laughs> Why would you be have... exposed as a fraud? In what that. sense? Would you be exposed uh, as a Because I, I, this is my first time doing this. And yes. I don't consider, I never considered myself a writer. Um, and I, you know, I meet all these writers and authors and stuff. And I'm like, oh, do I belong here? I don't even know. I just started this. Because I'm the newbie. It's the newbie feeling. You know sure. I mean? yeah. Sure. And, but we, we've all had that newbie feeling. I, and I know that. <laughs> but it's when you're in it. Right. Yeah. Right. That's very true. Once you're past that yes. and you're reflecting on it, yeah, like, you'll laugh. Yeah. You'll laugh at, right. at, at being a noob. But yes, that's, that's, but that's true. That's, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. And this is the question that I, I wrap up all of these interviews with. Mm -hmm. um, it's 100 years in the future. Uh, a young person goes to a library uh, and approaches the librarian yeah. and asks about Lorenzo Petruziello. What does the librarian say to the young person about you? Well, she'll take a while to remember who the hell I am. <laughs> it is it is a long time in the future. hundred <laughs> yeah. years is a long time. Yeah, because, <laughs> yeah, she'll take a while and she'll look back and she'll be like, oh, the fool. <laughs> That's what she'll say. Nice, nice. Yeah. The librarian will remember you as the fool. Yes. All right, excellent. And hopefully history will too. <laughs> and hopefully it's just because of the book. Right, right, exactly, yes. Yeah. Fingers crossed on that one. Right. <laughs> all right, well, that's all the time we have for this episode of Tell Me About Your Damn Book. I'd like to thank my guest, Lorenzo Petruziello. The book is The Love Fool, and it's available at thelovefool.com. Right. So go and purchase it. It's really, really good, and you'll enjoy it. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for See you next me. time. Cheers.